Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Emperor has been expecting you. Welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back. Ez is here, and I brought myself a, a bit of a Star Wars expert. Okay, oh. Cameron, did I just oh, yeah? elevate you? I, I I feel like I granted you the rank of, of master out of nowhere, right? You're this guy. You got to start out with low expectations. So that way, if I know a little bit, then it's like, <laughs> oh, this guy knows his stuff. All right. But uh, <laughs> just to go out of the gate and say I'm a master and I know everything. It's like, OK. Oh, <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Let's, OK, so let's, let's bring it back just a little bit here. Then uh, paddle on Cameron. No, just... Oh, there we go. See, there, <laughs> I got to get my braid now. I didn't bring my braid. Dude, you actually look like, by the way, uh, folks who are listening to the podcast, go check out. We went live here. Uh, we might have some of our, our council of elders popping in here, but Cameron's got you get that nice, clean look the, there on the sides. You know what I mean? Clean. I need to go get a haircut, haircut the other day. Uh, dude, I, I'm in desperate need of one, actually. Um, Lottie likes me to keep it kind of longer, and I'm just like, my head is already huge. So, you know, I'm like, I got to I I trim, trim them sides. Um, <laughs> but, friends, you are hearing a new voice. Uh, you are seeing a new face here. And so we've got Cameron Hansen here. Uh, you can follow him over on Instagram at Cameron.n.hanson. Is that right? That's that right? right. You nailed Let's it. Go. I got all the dots in it over too. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, uh, check. This is pretty cool. So cinematographer, okay, from Columbus, Ohio. Cameron has helped me out on some other projects. 
Uh, what did we nickname the commercial we did for Up Talking Tolkien? We did a um, um, Firelight. Uh, it's called an, un, an Unexpected Firelight Fable, I think, is what oh, the name of it on YouTube is called. Wow. wow. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to put a link in here for folks to come uh, come check that out. But is that over on your – so you get your website here, CameronHanson.com mm-hmm. as well. You guys can, Oh, it is. It's right there, An Unexpected Firelight Fable. Cameron in Hanson. So there's a hidden in in there in the middle because that's my middle Uh initial. But thank you. Yep. yep. Same thing as my Instagram, just without the dots in between. So gotcha. We got the double in Mm -hmm. Cameron. (laughs) Yeah. CameronHanson.com was taken. So (laughs) son of a gun. He's another freelance guy that's doing something. I don't even know. But Uh, gosh, that's that's something else. Um, So, hey, you know, we I, I wanted to talk again. This episode Matt is away on vacation. Shout out to him. He was in here earlier just hanging out. But this guy thinks he can just run off to Mexico. I mean, yeah, I ran off to Germany and I was. What's he running from? What's he running from? What's he got to hide? What's what's going on? I'm just kidding. No, Uh, honestly, he he, he was he was in uh, he's he's in Mexico right now and uh, having a having a well-deserved vacation. Uh, was in yesterday for our our big kind of he and I just chatting about the episode initial reactions. And so we've invited some folks on here. We might have some people kind of coming in, lingering, uh, just watching, hanging out in the live stream. We normally do like our Council of Elders as a hangout, but I decided to throw it out there in case anybody wants to pop in. So if you are watching and uh, and you are one of our council members, feel free to pop in. The link's over on uh, patreon.com. You guys can pop in here and we'd love to have it. And I'll literally just add you to the stream and, and uh, we'll chat away with you. But Cameron, what did you think about episode, it was episode five, right? Episode five, the... Um, return of the mandalorian i thought it was awesome i thought there was a lot of um i don't know this one was probably contender for top top favorite new top favorite of the season so far and i I, maybe that has something to do with mando coming back uh it's kind of weird to say that i guess seeing as it's about boba fett we didn't even have anything really about boba fett the entire show right um but i did really like i i do just like the characters and i think that speaks volumes to how just awesome mando is and like his Mm -hmm. personality and his storyline but i loved the callbacks there's lots of callbacks to basically the entire first episode of mandalorian uh with him walking into a frozen uh space kind of like he did on the first episode where he's on that kind of like ice planet comes in I'm pretty sure that they ripped the exact same soundbite from when he says, I can bring you in warm or bring you in cold. If yeah. you listen to them side by side, they're exactly like no different inflections or anything. Wow. So part of me is like, I wonder if they didn't have it in there originally. And then they thought it would be cool. Like maybe he was just silent or maybe he said something else. And maybe at the very last minute when they're editing, they're like, make him say that again. Cause like, it's the wow. exact same thing. Um, Good call. Guys, we're just getting warmed up. We just started, and Cameron's out here making connections to <laughs> that's not, knowledge. That's not anything that that Matt or I even discussed was the connection between this episode and the very beginning. But you're right; it, it's even got that. Um, you remember the door that he walks in? Right, uh, still in, wet in the doorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, even though we're walking through that freezer doorway, it looks kind of the same and everything. So, yeah, and it, like also, they kind of tease you a little, even though we kind of got the at the uh, end of the last episode that like he was probably coming up. Right. They kind of tease you a little bit with uh we just see a Mandalorian walk in and the only giveaway is the little spear poking up. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, so overall, you would say this was one of your 
uh favorite episodes like is that is i mean like just yeah i mean it's one of the better ones um so far also you can't can't not love an episode with a bd droid in it yeah right so i know could or could not be cal Kestis's little droid in there but dude who's to say maybe we'll get a little connection as to why he's there why <laughs> if is that is there? the same one is that the same one what that, dude we I, haven't seen another one have we have there has there been a piece of okay star wars with another one in there cameron stop <laughs> okay hold on a second like this this <laughs> is the, off the rails no 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 what i'm saying is this is the kind of stuff people used to think back when I was on Rebel Watch back in the days when we had a different I was different show, different podcast. This is the nitty gritty kind of thing. You you just pointed out, is this droid the same droid? And people are right. like, guys, come on. It's just a, no. Hold on a second. We're asking you a question here. Is this the actual buddy droid from the freaking video game? could be i love that kind of stuff that's that's the you're already you're already well into it and i know you've got a ton of notes and different things which is great because i can't i can't wait to hear your thoughts cameron walked and messaged me something about freaking hut lore <laughs> that i have no idea uh, i love about. just messaging you random thoughts because if i don't do it at that exact moment it'll never get asked so if i right. don't just randomly text you a thought i have um then it just will never get asked and i'll never even have a semblance of an answer so i love it. luckily i did find a youtube video on that specific specific topic yeah but yeah uh, yeah yeah awesome um all right so so here's what we're gonna do so cameron's got a couple different um points here and as we have comments you just kind of come into the live stream or what have you we'll, we'll just discuss but um i i just want to say before we start hitting all of your your points here in your list i rewatched this episode and i've been giving it more thought and i kind i kind of hinted at this i just finished the thrawn novel uh the lesser evil it's the third novel in the uh thrawn ascendancy trilogy okay and that 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 novel made me think back to legends it made me think back to the expanded universe and i watched this episode again there are so many quirky little just odd just new things you know what the expanded universe did was expand the universe I mean, it seems simple to say that, but like it literally did that. You took characters and you moved them out to different places. And yes, you would you would visit familiar places like Tatooine and, and other. But the freaking ring, the halo ring that we saw in this is one of those things that instantly I was like, OK, this sounds like a space station in yeah. the in the EU that we would go to that were like, oh, everyone's like, oh, what is this new place? You know, it's just a new space station that characters we like went and visited. And that was enough for us. It was it was it felt really good. So I guess for me, I just wanted to kind of firm up my my position from the last episode which we just dropped this morning um just about the idea that you know this this is really feeling um eu and i think that's a good thing and and star wars and canon and all that kind of stuff too but like there's so many little things like this bd droid is is perfect example of you don't have to have cameron you could make a new droid they could make a bunch of different weird droids but you have them in other places in star wars so why not throw them in here why keep making a hundred different droids when you make a new one for a new video game, reuse it, bring it back. It's just it's the same thing as like porgs, even though porgs are kind of like people are out on that kind of stuff. Right. Like if a little porg walked in, we'd all be like, well, we know where that comes from. And we know what planet I bet is. you people would be excited to see a porg somewhere else. I, if I'm being completely honest. Right. Like, people, that's a porg. That's a porg. And the, people used to hate the Ewoks. OK, if the Ewoks showed up or if a Gungan walked by, people would be like, oh, my God. You know, every, so every thumbnail would be about it. I bet. Exactly. Exactly. So. 
just just a couple of my thoughts, I guess, as we we get rolling on this on this episode. But what do you got? What's what do you uh, you know? What's first up on the list? I guess. There. Oh man, let's see. Uh, let's let me look. I'll, I'll check them off as we go. Okay. I'll try to do this in some sort of order. Oh, okay. You you you. So it's like he's in the so, archives now, and he's piecing it uh, piecing it together. He's got a presentation. I'll start off with something light. Something okay. That I liked. Good. I liked the. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start using wizard as a way to say oh. cool now instead of instead of saying cool because i guess that's a callback to episode one yep where the little boy anakin's best friend is like that was wizard annie or something like that and like referring to the pod race and he says right. that here when he gets out of his his new little speeder um i just thought that was so funny about how he's just like wizard like we haven't heard that since i would assume but suddenly out of nowhere we're hearing it so i thought that yeah was kidster uh so so kidster is the name of his of his friend who who says that and yeah like like this is wizard or whatever and then there's yeah. another one uh there with him looks like looks like greedo one of those rhodian species is little mm-hmm. guy next to him uh but yeah man I, I i thought that was really good too um i meant i actually think i meant to start last podcast podcast off with the word wizard and i don't know if i did wizard. this is That's wizard awesome. man yeah which is sick so oh and I, actually on that point before you drive to your next one kidster we were actually theorizing is kids it, it, like is he still alive he's still around <laughs> is he still around <laughs> is he gonna show up here because so many episode one callbacks it wouldn't surprise me if he just walked out somewhere and w- turned out to be i mean he, he could he, who knows what he would turn into there's a whole story arc on kidster in legends that i didn't even know existed like it's absolutely oh, yeah? insane man yeah he comes across like leia and he's he gets involved in some stuff on tatooine um yeah so let me see he's he's in a couple things let's see here he's in uh a jedi quest uh novel um he's in a new well, let's see he's only mentioned he's oh tatooine ghost was the old legends story that he's mentioned in and it happens to be um, it's a Troy Denning novel where um, Leia is is back. She's she's back on on Tatooine and comes across. I mean, Kitster's there, like he's just living life. Is he? I guess he's old then. If he was, uh, yeah, yeah, her Definitely. father's age. <laughs> Definitely, and they they're talking about some of the stuff that went down on on Tatooine, and she and Han are there. It's crazy. So there you go. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's get on to the next one. Okay. Speaking of, uh, let's just say, speaking of Han, let's see, where's that one at? Oh, okay. I like a good Han connection. So I was listening to the live stream last night. Yeah. Some of these come from responses to what I think could happen and stuff you guys kind of already spoke on. Um, but oh, it's rehashed. A little bit different, a little bit different of a tweak. Yeah. Um, so saying, I totally agree that, um, it makes so much sense for Han to show up in this next episode um, with the caveat that I, I mean, I guess I think the way I could see this hashing out is um, next episode, Din is talking about going to see Grogu, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've hinted at it the entire time. This like 50% of this episode was him missing Grogu, essentially. Yeah. I mean, he even sees him in the little sack of armor that he has um Mm -hmm. so that's i feel like that's pretty telling um 
so if he doesn't, if this is all a big tease and there's no payoff where he's going to see Grogu, then it's going to be a little disappointing, <laughs> I feel like, because yeah. there's a, I don't know, people love Grogu and people love Mando, so having them apart at all does kind of feel weird. Right. Um, all that to say, I think come this next episode, he will be going to find Grogu, because I'm assuming that he does generally know where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, he at least Luke was like, "Hey, this is like the planet we're mostly going to be on. If you need if you need anything, like I'm sure they've been in contact at some point. If not, right. not like extensively, but I, I I would like to believe that there was some sort of contact where it's like I'm not abducting this child. Like we're gonna be yeah. at this planet. Like right. we're gonna be here. We might not always be there, but we'll mostly be there. So come on by." Maybe not an open invitation to just drop on by anytime, but right. this is where we'll be. If if anything if anything goes down, this is where we'll be. So yeah. we'll okay. go there. Yeah. I was just gonna say he'll go there, just check in, give the kid the armor. Um, I think he's really worried about his safety and it might make him feel a lot better. He doesn't want to take him away, but he does want to be able to give him this armor to maybe protect him against anything that might like people that might come and hurt, sure. try to hurt him. So, yeah, I think Han will be there. All that to say, I think Han will be there. Oh, you think um, he'll be there with Luke and, and Grogu? So, I, I could totally see it happening where Han is there. Mm-hmm. I liked, I think Matt said this. Um, yeah, with little, little Kylo, little, little Ben Solo, just hanging out there too. Like, probably a little kid will get a little, maybe uh, a little tease of that would be really cool. Um, yeah. Han's there maybe for something gets a gets wind that you know i just think the arc of han sort of making uh like repenting for his past sins of being a smuggler Mm -hmm. um by going and making stuff right on tatooine and um sort of making things right with boba would be really cool so maybe instead of luke and grogu going we do see them we do talk to them for a moment but then Han volunteers to go and sort of make things right with these bounty hunters. Um, yeah. In the same way. So I don't know. I think it's, a, if anyone was going to go with them, seeing as there are sort of rumors about Han potentially coming on. Right. Um, I could totally see there being like, he's the, he's the one who's going and not Luke and Grogu. Right. I no, think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I think I hear you on that. And I think, Matt had mentioned that before, you know, how we get that little, oh, it's kind of like you're before the episode starts, we get into something and then the title hits, you know, so it's, it's going to be as quick as, as that, like it's Mando's ship coming in, landing, he's out there, Luke walks up and Grogu's walking beside him. And then Han steps up, like you said, and they talk and wanted to check on him. Maybe he does give him something and then rolls out. I know a lot of people are kind of thinking, eh, we might hold off on that. We might not show all of that, but I don't know like it eh, I don't know there is so much in this like the fighter when we get to it there's a little cock there's a little spot for him right the astromech droid is not there anymore that's for that is for Grogu so they're definitely hinting in a lot of ways that he's going to come back and I just don't know they just made too much of a a fuss about it I think in that episode to not show him at all at all like yeah there's so much I mean you have it up right now where he's holding the armor I mean he made a point to be like I want armor for him i miss him i want to go see him 
to think that he's going to do anything else but now go to him to go to Grogu I think is I wouldn't believe it it's just be, like why would they spend all this time saying this if that's not what he's doing yeah and so the the question is yeah so he's going there it's just like are they going to show it to us and if they if right. a great way to do this would be to show this uh scene to us and then have Han be there and say, "Hey, I'm going to roll back with you. Actually, I'm heading. I'm heading there myself. I'm heading to Tatooine." Or, or maybe whatever. he has business with the Pikes as well. Like maybe he's yeah. like, "I I've had a few bad run-ins with them. Like, you know, if there's a chance to, you know, take him off the playing board or the chessboard here, mm-hmm. let's uh mm-hmm. let's get rid of him." Yeah, yeah. Which which would be cool because that is the big rumor is that he's he's possibly there's uh, people are theorizing at first, and then there's people who are claiming to have leaks on stuff uh, about a possible Han Solo. And I think that would be a great way to do it. Uh, do you have any other ideas? So if they don't go that route, do you think Han would, let's say, let's say it's a given that he's going to be in it just, just for hypothetical, right. right? Do you think he would just be there in, um, on, on Tatooine in the spaceport? Maybe you just, just at one of the canteen, Madam Garza. Could you imagine if we went back to Madam Garza's and we're, cause I have, click i have stopped i have paused cameron i have been clicking pause looking on the background. every yeah looking for somebody and if i pause it early in the episode let's say they're panning right and they don't show him and he's just got his feet up on the back table and we don't really see it at first you know and the, a lot of commotion is one of those like background people but it's actually the actor it's everything mm-hmm. and then later on we see him i mean i think that would be that would be pretty cool That'd be wild. That'd be wild. I just way. have a hard time believing that they aren't going to do a Grogu thing at all. That's yeah. my only thing. Um, yeah, I feel like pe- I feel like people are hankering for Grogu to come back in some way. I mean, there's a but, lot of people like like my girlfriend won't even watch the show if it doesn't have Grogu in it. Like I, I oh, had to yeah. tease her that there might be Grogu next week, so maybe she should watch it. <laughs> like right. she loved Mandalorian. We watched that together, but. Well, the, when I when she found out that this show didn't have Grogu in it, she's like, oh, I'm not interested. It's like, oh, come on. Right. Well, my, uh, my my niece, same thing. So we were actually watching the Book of Boba Fett. We went away, did something. She grabs the controller and literally switches it back to the Mandalorian. And we come back and we're like, what the, what happened to the show? And she's she's watching Baby Yoda as, as yeah. she calls him. And so you're right. People want it. I, I'm hoping that people won't be upset if they well, I'm thinking people might be like if they right. don't show some Grogu, I, I it's one of those things I think they're trying to set up for some big tease. But people get mad when, when you when you tease them too much. And because and, it's a lot I just feel like they like I said earlier, they just they've put so much effort into talking about him that it would be kind of weird if for if for any reason that they didn't unless there was some payoff. It doesn't have to be next episode. Maybe it could be in the last one where we're kind of running out of episodes. Because if this next episode is mostly about Mando again, it's kind of weird to have two episodes with hardly any Boba Fett in a very mm-hmm. limited series of a Boba Fett TV show. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it would be. It'd be a quick little, uh, just a quick little scene or something, him popping in there. You, you don't even have to show, you could just show Luke's boot. You could like actually just show Grogu standing there and Mando, and, and, uh, Mando walking towards him. And it just, it's like Luke's like cloak or boot because Grogu is about this high right and and just right. that's it I mean it could be anybody standing in in uh, his costume or something so or maybe we have another I guess I don't know that would timeline wise I don't know how that would work I was gonna say maybe there's another Jedi there with him instead of Luke so that way they don't have to use him like Luke's on a blah 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 adventure blah 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 uh, I'm, I'm here they... watching over him for now <laughs> Cameron so. 
I'm telling you, there is a there's a misconception out there about this. Like, well, Luke only passed on what he knew about 25 years after Return of the Jedi. That is such baloney. There is just no way that Luke just what what was he doing? Tracking down for 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 25 years or 20 years, he he tracked down Emperor Palpatine's old storehouses and just did what did he do? So right. to me, I feel like there is there you you're totally right. There could be another uh, Jedi-like individual, and and what they did to kind of um, accelerate that whole process, where kids don't have to grow up. I mean, they did do the Solo twins growing up, and Luke's son growing up, and all that kind of stuff. But what they did in Legends was they had adults like Luke learn the ways of the Force. He passed it mm-hmm. on to people who were Force sensitive, and that was that's a, a, a completely Kyle Katarn, Corn Horn, all those guys. Uh, Kip Duran could be could be there watching Grogu, and and that would be amazing. Well, with that being said, oh that leads me to another point. Yeah. What if Din has ulterior motives with going to visit Grogu and Luke? What if he's yeah. going there also to figure out how in the world to use the Darksaber? Oh, <laughs> so my. what if he knows he knows it's a lightsaber? He knows Luke's a master. He knows that's what Grogu's doing. What if he's going there also for advice on how in the like what clearly he doesn't he doesn't have what it takes on the inside to focus enough to do this that's what the armor said well you right. know who does probably luke skywalker so if there's anyone in the galaxy at this very moment who is going to be able to teach him maybe obviously he's i don't think he, he chances are he's not force sensitive so i I, mm-hmm. w- I would kind of take that off the table but if there's anyone who is going to be able to teach this guy how to like center himself and to be under control of his like emotions feelings and like mentally prepare himself to use this weapon that he's already hurt himself with multiple times and right it's kind of unlike any lightsaber we've ever seen because it has weight oh, to it which i don't know if that's a thing in extended universe stuff but yeah. this whole weighted weighted thing because you don't understand how to use it is very interesting so yeah i could totally see him going there and being like hey while i'm here um this thing why can't why is it doing this is you got any tips for me how do I effectively mm-hmm. use this so it's not just a paperweight with me? Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And I think it's a really cool thing. And you brought up some EU stuff. And while I'm at it, let me bring in one of our council members here. Andrew is back here, and I'm I'm gonna bring him. I'm gonna bring him up in here. My guy, Andrew. Can, can you hear me, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Let's yep. go, dude. This right. is awesome, man. It I had a, I you. had to sign into this other. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great, man. This is great. Speaking. So Cameron was just bringing up like the 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 dark saber, and we're talking about you know things in the uh, in the EU or whatever. And he brought up you know the the, the idea that that saber would be kind of heavy, right? And and do you remember the idea that George Lucas had where it was it was like you were you were wielding a great sword. Uh, in episode four, he talked about how like lightsaber fighting should be. It was meant to be kind of a heavier sword, right? And the, the well, the other thing which I like watching the show with the family, yeah. There's the episode in uh, Rebels where um, Kanan is teaching Sabine, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he speaks. She speaks how it's it's very heavy, right? Right, and. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. And it's, I, nice. I think, I think what the armorer said too was something about like, uh, stop, fight your enemy and not like yourself or the sword or like, like the more you focused on the fact that 
the sword, you almost like your focus was not in the right place. And that did feel like what Kanan was saying to Sabine. So we saw him actually be able to swing it quite a bit. Like there were moments where he got it off the ground and then would gain momentum because he's bringing it in on, on Paz when he and Paz are having their, uh, having their fight. So yeah, that, that was the nature of the dark saber was, was uh, fascinating. And then uh, Cameron, before we bounce on to some of your other thoughts, I just want, while I got Andrew here, Go for what it. were your, um, what were your thoughts on this episode, man? How did, how did you feel about it? Uh, well, I was surprised they didn't show uh, Boba Fett, which not that yeah. it was, you know, a bad thing, but, um, shocking. I was shocked. Actually. Yeah. Um, but I, it's, it was a great, it's a great storyline and it, it kind of goes into, it starts hitting all the avenues of all, it starts hitting all the avenues. I think of the EU where they could just bring anything in. Right. Right. One, uh, one of the things I was thinking about, I don't know if you started talking about stuff like that yet, but one of my thoughts was, um, possibly with, uh, with the Han thing, mm-hmm. um, maybe Han is in a meeting like he was in the the heir to the Empire, looking for yes people, and maybe he's looking to contact Talon Card. Yep, and maybe somehow that is something that's going to be referenced as to why he's there in the first place, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somehow like that. Yeah, so, so so Andrew, I remember you because you just sent me a message, and I, I saw that before we were about to to get going here, and we've got some other stuff in the inbox that when Matt gets back from vacation, we're going to clear out the inbox. We got some great transmissions and stuff in there too. But I remember you said something about that, and I've been thinking, like, even if you don't want to do a direct like Thrawn name drop or something, doing like a Talon card, bringing him in and doing something with the Smugglers Guild, if you will, or something like them needing to recruit vessels or, or cat ship captains or something that that's awesome that would be like the way to go and then you're also kind of that bridge between the new republic and then the underworld you feel like because right now it feels really really disconnected you had the guy who played luke skywalker um what's his name max lloyd jones is that right? yeah did they yeah. is it did they announce that that was actually luke or is it they just said it was they said his it was lieutenant um uh riggs or something i think was his name okay. Yeah, so so they had him credited as a, as a lieutenant. So okay. technically, yeah, I know. I thought for a second, like, how crazy would that have been if, if yeah. he just had Luke had some well, drizzle, you know? Also, yeah. the guy at the very beginning who he's the bounty he's going after is a stunt double on uh, the new Obi One series. Yeah, I, he has credits up for that as well on IMDb. So I, I read about that too, and I, that guy was talking about how he's just living his best life or whatever. I saw some article about that or whatever. I bet. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't get to read it all, but I I thought that was uh. That was pretty neat. So, but no, um, Andrew, I love this idea. Like, it does feel EU. It does feel like things, yeah, like you're, you're taking us down. I don't know, man. It, it's just expanding the universe. We're going to different places. And you use your main characters like Han, Leia, Lando. Like, you don't have to bring them in all the time, but just once or twice here and there to really ramp up characters like Boba Fett or Mando, Bo-Katan, any new character you want to bring in for sure. We, I mean, we, I sometimes forget we're going to have a whole freaking series on Ahsoka. That in and of itself is amazing that, that we're going to have that. So, uh, yeah, so, so I'm with you on that. And I think that's a great way to kind of do uh, the Han thing. Do you think it's likely that we're going to see Han Solo, though, in this next, in this next two, two episodes? 
because I just can't that I I know Matt like like likes to look into the leaks and the rumors and people theorizing, but I for me I was like, now do I want to see it? But I, yeah, I do. But I I, I it, it's so hard for me to believe. I just I don't know. I, I the the only thing to that would be is if they're gonna do it, maybe that can make a connection to. Or is there a Lando series that they actually announced? Or yeah, as far as maybe it, they, maybe they it could be a connection in right into that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that what gave me some more hope was if you are going to do Donald Glover and you're going to have him come in as, as Lando and you, and you make it more about him, you could in that show. I'm sure they're going to have um, Alden as, as Han Solo popping in and out, maybe a Kira connection, but why not go ahead and give us something here unexpected? I think we, where we expect the cameo or where we expect a special episode with Han Solo is in the Lando series where we didn't expect it was in for me anyways the book of boba fett i didn't expect to see him here or in the mandalorian um like we sometimes joke about it it's the same way that i would say if somebody was said to me yeah luke skywalker is going to show up in the mandalorian shut your mouth i would have been like get out of here that well, you don't know what you're talking about if you think about it i mean han is the reason that boba fett ended up in the sarlacc so That's they true. do have a connection there i mean they have That's like true. little cat and mouse thing like he's been running away from boba for who knows how long he's been trying to right. get him, and they, he's the one who put him in carbonite. He's the one who sent him in the Sarlacc. I mean, they do have a little bit of possibly bad blood. It depends on how they look at it now. I don't know, but right, right. No, I, I'm with you on that, and I think that would be interesting to to see because they definitely were intentional in not putting Boba Fett uh, there with Din Djarin and, and the whole crew on the ship. He's providing that, you know, your your um, uh, I don't know, coverage outside, or I forget, I forget exactly what, what, what he was doing, but he's not there for Luke Skywalker because, again, he was a part of this whole trap for Skywalker. I, I love when Lando says that in an episode, he's not after you, he's after somebody called uh, Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a great freaking line. So, so yeah, I mean, Boba Fett is connected to all of that, and and to have Han in on this would be cool, and for there to be some sort of resolution would be great because they have a they, they have a very um, their history, what they built up in the EU between those two characters was phenomenal. They did have some run-ins, uh, their family, even down the line, if you got deeper and deeper into legends, they, they had some run-ins and stuff. So, uh, I think it would be cool. And, and I guess, yeah, if you're going to bring somebody in and you, you want to, it's, you know, you, you already have a guy cast for it. We have, we've already have a whole movie solo. We've got Alden as solo. So it's, it's really not that hard to think you, you bring him in and it just would be amazing. But yeah, Andrew? the um the Ahsoka series now, um the the connection with the Luke Skywalker. Did they actually say that they knew that it was Luke Skywalker at the end of the Mandalorian? So did, any, did anybody know? They all they said because because even um uh, Mando says it in this that he's come across Jedi. I don't think he maybe they talked about it and something was said off screen. But as far as I know, we just knew it was Luke. And I don't think it Master Skywalker or Luke or anything was said at all. Okay. So because with the with the um, does Ahsoka know that there's a Luke Skywalker? That's a great question. Does Ahsoka know? Yeah. If she comes across Dinjarin again. And or whoever, and the conversation ha- is had, 
then I mean, that opens up a whole nother thing too. Cause now she could be searching for him. Right. Well, it, cause remember, remember Tython, the like pre Tython episode, we're, we're thinking when, it, when we meet Ahsoka, she's saying things like take him to Tython and, and have him reach out and we'll see if anybody else answers. She's not a Jedi, but there are some out there. And we're like, who's she talking about? Like, who is Ahsoka talking about? Because we didn't believe at the time she knew Luke. And maybe she's heard of the lead, like, you know, a Rebel Alliance war hero or something. And I don't know if she knows that he's a that he's a Jedi, though, or, 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 or whatever. But she also so, doesn't know how many Jedi actually survived the purge. So she could be just assuming that. That's like, true. There's other people out there like she knows that there are other Jedi maybe she's never run into them or she doesn't know who they are and didn't know before, but right. she knows that they're out there and there's a good chance that if they're in hiding, they'll find them. So yeah. Well, one of the problems we have in, in star Wars, I think is, and this just comes from original trilogy people, which is totally fine. Cause I, I love the original trilogy, but when Yoda says the, the whole line about um, when gone am I right? The, the last of the Jedi, will you be? And people are like, well, Yoda wouldn't say that if there were if there were Jedi running around. It's like, come, guys, <laughs> come on. At some point, there were people. So, and and by the way, every book there was. Um, Andrew, I don't know if you read this one or or Cameron. There was a. It's kind of like a junior novel, and it was about this the guy, and I forget the name of the book, but he could touch an artifact, and he could sense its force aura, and it would like tell him the history of that of that object. I forget what it was called. Um, but regardless, at the end of that book, it's been out for a couple of years now, major spoilers, there's a freaking, he's related to some Jedi who right prior to 66 left the Order because he sensed some danger or something and has been in hiding prior to Order 66. So like, is not technically a Jedi, but was once a Jedi. And it's all to make that line with Yoda kind of work. Like when gone am I the last of the Jedi? It's like, Yoda, you went in exile. The Jedi Order is is like, it you know donezo man i mean so i don't know um i think that's a great question though well, that was the, the, so, the force collector yes force collector thank you thank you yeah that was that was a really good book actually i i like that um got some history on on some clone war stuff and and it was really good but i think we get past the idea that because like ahsoka and like ezra bridger you know clearly is out doing something with with ron he's still alive we know that well, we assume it has he has to be right, uh, and then then Ahsoka is no longer a Jedi, so that still kind of works. But yeah, there are people who are in hiding, and it's okay to say that they went somewhere else, and and uh, like they they did this whole thing with um. Well, look at how many Jedi survived. J just the Jedi, you had the Inquisitors going after them, you had Vader going after all these different people. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Ahsoka does know that Luke is out there, and I think it's a great question to ask folks does does she really know um yeah because i don't know that luke you know the, the whole the whole bit here is i keep wondering with the ahsoka series if she's going to come back to the jedi order if she just has a whole different path a whole different kind of um uh mission or purpose you know and hey we'll, we'll have to wait and see but that one I'm, I'm that's a highly anticipated i'm ready to go for the ahsoka series for sure but um cameron what else did you have coming up on that list here? So you had other other points and connections oh, we'll kind of bounce know. back and forth here let's see uh what's uh, a good one here there's so many i'm gonna pull up some more screenshots here just uh, as, as we're rolling through i got pelimato up on the screen and uh working um on... i guess we could talk about something at the beginning of the show here this episode 
they this is like film nerd in me they had a two minute and 18 second long take so okay so from the point where he's going in to give them the bounty like after he's done right um when he's getting into the elevator so from like that point until he's leaving they don't cut there it's just one long (laughs) one long take of him going and turning in this bounty it just rotates like rotates around the table and then follows him right back out of the room and then gets in the elevator goes down and then he leaves wow i'm watching it right now it's like so that i feel like that's extra extra impressive because of the technology that they're using with the vault with presumably using the volume on this one right like they have with a lot of other stuff that means he's getting into the the way I could only think to do this, or one of the easiest ways I think you could do this would be having him tracking him getting into the elevator. He's in the elevator while they have the volume play like a fake thing to make it look like they're going up or down. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that's happening, the crew is scrambling to put things in a different place to make it look like he's stepping out again onto a different scene. Mm-hmm. So, wow. The elevator's not actually moving anywhere. The screen's just moving, and then he gets in and out. Right. Um, so I think that's just really cool. I'm a big fan of long takes. I like, you know, like classic, like, daredevil long take fight scene sort of deal. But this is just really cool. I love anything that's yeah. impressive when it comes to filmmaking, and that's it's always impressive to see long take because, I mean, they're all acting at that time. If anyone messes up, then they have to start all over. So For sure, because it's always impressive. You even have these people around the table. Is this the scene? I have some clips yep, up here. that's it. Because, like you said, they start on one side, they come in behind, like they, they track him. It actually felt kind of like a video game. Like you're just there and you can move through anywhere. Like the camera never is off of your character. Is that what you're talking about? Like he's yeah. just, we're following him as he comes in here. Uh, it the, circles the around guy. the table. Yeah. He turns around and then leaves and we follow him out to the elevator and then down the yeah. elevator again. Wow. Just, just I mean, like, I'm sorry. The, the, whole, the whole feeling of, the, of it reminds me of, of the the knights of the old republic video game that's what i was gonna say yep uh yes andrew absolutely man and because you can see out the windows and there's there's stuff going on at first i thought when i'm looking at it and i'm like i didn't know what planet it was or anything and i'm like that kind of looks like terrace but terrace is destroyed in the game and i'm like that's the kind of feeling i got as soon as i first saw it Mm -hmm. yeah really cool yeah i think also in that same scene um, the acting is impressive because he's acting. It's well, it's interesting for sure because he's. You kind of notice that he's limping, obviously, mm. but when he limps into the room, he's walking more normally and almost like bearing through the pain. But then as soon as he leaves and is by himself, he like starts like actually limping like a lot. Mm-hmm. And when he's like walking by a group of people, he's like, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm good. Nothing's wrong here." And then as right. soon as he passes them, he's like limping real hard again and i feel like that's good for his character because he's like supposed to be this big bad mandalorian guy and if he's seen limping around these people are gonna think of him differently yeah that's interesting to think about how they they do that kind of behind the instead of just story and plot or whatever to think about how they shot something and so that's why cameron i'm I'm glad you point that out like there's was this um pedro pascal was he in the arm was he in this was was this a, a just a guy or was he doing voiceover and like somebody else is reading the dialogue. So for timing, they know when and who's saying what, you know what I mean? All those sort of decisions are, are interesting, especially in a long take like that. You'd have to get that 
Right. And you'd think your actor in the suit would be focused on just the limping or just the turns and the gestures and stuff. But he's got to know that what's being said, too. So I don't know. I think it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to think about. So. Um, all right. Awesome. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull up some more. Let me scroll. So that's the, the beginning. Let's let's get to this bit. Did you have any thoughts on the armor by chance? Just this whole confrontation, the showdown with uh, with Paz. Um, I like the armor a lot less. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like throughout the show, she's just been getting worse and worse. Not like as a, a character. She's a good character, but like as a likable character, she's getting less likable by every episode she's in. Right. And it, I, of course, that's by design, I'm sure. But it's like, she, like, like you guys talked about yesterday, it's, she's dissing on him for doing the right thing, essentially. And but like, because she doesn't agree with it, it's suddenly the worst thing in the world and he needs to leave. So it's like, yeah. he's literally coming to you with this weapon that like can unite Mandalore and you're just letting him walk out with it. And he's he's chill about it and it's going it's, your separate ways. It is what I'll give her one prop that I didn't yesterday. And then, Andrew, I'll get your thoughts on what you think about the armor here and just any thoughts or theories you have. So the when she does say, um, have you ever removed your helmet? And he admits that he does. She her tone of voice, I think what's frustrating about her is it does stay the same. She is just mm -hmm. sort of like, well, then you're no longer um, it's a, a matter of fact about it. Yeah. And it, at least that was good, because if I because now we're kind of like we can't tell we're, we're a little bit torn. We're like, gosh, dang it. Do we really not like her? I mean, I definitely don't like her because she talked to him that way and she doesn't understand the context of the situation, but she's just matter of fact. And then she provides, well, there's a way, you know, but mm -hmm. it's it's on Mandalore, uh, by the way, which is destroyed. Not sure if you can make that work in the underground waters or whatever they said. So, yeah, I think I think she's um, I do have a thought about Mandalore maybe not being destroyed as well that we can get to if you'd like. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get Andrew's thoughts on the on that, and then we'll come right back to that. I think that's a great great way to go. Andrew, what are you thinking on the uh, on the armor? Um, just listening to the way that she's spoken and the way she's going about things, I had a thought that possibly it could. Be, I thought maybe it, she's Ventress. But Ventress, in the timeline, yeah. I know Ventress was killed in the timeline. Mm -hmm. but I don't know how much of that was canon, if they actually stated it canon or. Right, right. Because she does have she does have certain qualities. She was in exile and it did leave a little bit of time for her to be there for that purge on Mandalore. Mm -hmm. And. They did mention the Night Sisters and Dathomir. They did, yes, yes, they did. And that, and I remember you brought this up, and I'm trying to remember uh, what did they say. I'm just scrolling down here in canon. I know they've they've got her down at like 19 BBY on Christoph. Um, Christoph's this dying. I'm trying to remember exactly though whether because I know she was with she was. I know that she fell in love with a. a Jedi who was turning mm -hmm. to the dark side. Right. And then she helped bring him back. And then I think Dooku actually killed her. And I think the character's name was Voss. Quinlan Voss. Yes. Yeah. Quinlan yeah. Voss. Yeah. And her, him and Obi-Wan uh, buried mm -hmm. her. But I, again, I don't know if that, I read it was canon, but I don't know if they change. 
if right, they go right, back right. and they change things. Yeah, well, if if, they, if something fits for the for the on screen story, I know that they will do things, and then and then if it's minor changes for sure. If it's even even if they wanted to bring back a character like this, they like they would come up with a way. Find a way. Yeah, they'll they'll do it. Um, which which is cool. So yeah, that was Dark Disciple, and I never actually finished the last like I don't know ten chapters of that book, which is a shame to say. I read most of it, and so that's why I don't actually remember. Uh, what happens but yeah she's her and Quinlan boss and Obi-Wan is involved and um, it's all this assassination attempt on Dooku and I just could not remember exactly what happened to her at at the end there apparently she she does die in that but I mean hey the the freaking Dathomir witches can bring people back to life you know yeah she she was rebirthed again as a night sister so yeah and it looks like you're not alone like there there are some people who kind of you know have, have thought that because you're trying to think of somebody who who could know this much about the Jedi um, because that's the thing. She's dropping some stuff about, about them and just seems to be a little bit more familiar than, than one would imagine. I, I don't know. Like it feels like she, yeah, she'd either be like that Ventress age or she'd be a bit younger. And I'm, I just can't really, well, again, we don't know, right? We have no idea. Cause she's just wearing her freaking helmet the whole time, which is, which is cool. So, yeah, I, I've gone back. I know uh, Matt mentioned yesterday the Rook cast. Uh, people have talked about this in a comic book, and then it was brought up in Clone Wars uh, Season 7, whether or not that's um, who this character is. I, it, I Is that the, the one that was with the... Um, it was When they were going after the... After Soka. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay. And then, yep, and so Rook is there... Um, with the uh when maul has him a part of the shadow collective so when he's got everybody roped in there and it's yeah it's right around the time when ahsoka's going in and and everything i don't there was a whole comic book thing that they did a whole arc let me see if i can figure out what that was called yeah maul okay darth maul son of dathomir one is her first appearance and then there's uh darth maul son of dathomir one through four is is what she's in and then the last time we see her is um We've got Star Wars, The Clone Wars. She's in Old Friends, Not Forgotten, and then also The Phantom Apprentice. So people were like excited to see that this first a comic book appearance in Darth Maul, and then boom, she makes her way into the Clone Wars. And see, that's what they do. Like if they if they want to tell a story, and Dave Filoni's got this idea and needs some backstory for a character like this, you go to Pablo Hidalgo and those guys. You say, hey, give me a comic book guy, and uh, let's let's have this individual he or she go in and write this story, and it's. That's where we're at. So I, I don't know much about that character other than what we saw. I didn't read the comic, but I get it. Uh, she's got a Mandalorian past and would know about Maul and the Darksaber and, and a lot about what happened and was kind of a radical, you know, was definitely radical enough to be a part of the Children of the Watch. The, 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 one, other, the one other thing that I looked at about that particular, um, about her, the Armorer, was the three, I think it was Bo-Katan... Uh, Sabine's mother. Okay, yeah. And they were saying that this was she was the third one. Is that the character that you're that you're talking about, or is that a different character? Uh, I think that's, I think a, that's d- a different character. Yeah, I think that's a different one. Yeah, because think- they they're saying that that is a possibility because now how she knows uh Bo Bo Katan and how she's speaking of that also it's a possibility she could have been in the third one that was in that 
season seven. Okay. So another Mandalorian that was close to. Okay. That would be cool. See, that's the thing. I need to go back and I need to rewatch that whole season and see who, what, because they walk in and they're asking um, Obi-Wan and Anakin for help and Mandalore. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple other individuals around there. So that would be a great kind of study to go back and look and see who those, who those folks were. I think, you know, people, people go to cast just, there's just because of the mall stuff. And like you said, the Dathomir connection and just knowing uh, more about the ways of the force and just being kind of archaic, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll have is to it do possible some- that she is from Dathomir? Like she is related to Darth Maul in some way, shape or form. I mean, I don't know. I forget if you guys talked about this yesterday, but I mean, she has spikes in her helmet in the same way that Darth Maul has a spiky hit. I mean, Whoa. Like, I mean, is that not like a kind of something that we'll look back on in like a year and be like, why didn't we understand it sooner? She has literally spikes in her head like the like they do on that planet, like natively. So, why does she have spikes? <laughs> I, it, yeah. it's, I never thought about well, it. I mean, well, it, it, she, well, she knows a lot about the force like they do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't and, think it's and, with, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, for sure. What'd you say, Andrew? Uh, it's, maybe there's a relation to the Gar Saxton, who is um, right. the one who uh, I believe Sab- the mother, Sabine's mother kills in Rebels mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she gets the Darksaber. Right. Yep, there could be. So here's something interesting. So this I have this pulled up, and this must be from the comic, I think, Defeat on Dathomir. Uh, shortly before entering Dathomir atmosphere, Maul re- um, revealing to Dooku that he knew the Count still remained loyal to Sidious and did not truly wish to ally himself with Maul, had cast hold her um, blaster to Dooku's head and watch his every move as their ship landed uh, at the Knight Brother Village. So she does go to the Knight Brother Village with him and uh, cast handed Dooku over to the Knight Brothers who brought him and Maul to a chamber in the village. So, yeah, there's all this stuff where she was there with, with Mother Talzin, the Dathomirian witches, uh, the Night Sisters. So that's that, that that's an interesting connection. And, I'm you know, you're trying to think of who who went with Maul, who was at his side, uh, who was near all of that. And, 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 you know, paying sort of homage to him, I guess, would be interesting. It's it's weird to me, too, though, that she doesn't just challenge like Din herself. She's like fighting and training him and is wanting him to get better with it but not willing to challenge him you know all right hear me out no, so here. she if i was writing this if i was like i'm gonna write this story out for the rest of the the rest of it she would be from dathomir she would maybe be somebody who trained under darth maul at one point some maybe some relation maybe she was like a plant there to kind of um gain power through the Mandalorians. So she's the, the whole like helmet rule that you can't take it off. Total BS was just made up by this sect. Um, she's acting like it's some sort of ancient thing that they always did. She's just hiding the fact that she's different from everybody else in order to sort of be incognito and gain power. So there's no questions asked. Um, we find out later that this whole thing was just a ruse. She's just trying to make, She's trying to gain more power by like dissing on Bo-Katan and she knows that she has Mando under her wing for the most part. Mm-hmm. She So she she's like, as long as I have the dark saber within reach, we're good. I don't need to worry about it, but I want him to, you know, I want to, I want to freak him out about Bo-Katan. She's the reason everything's bad. 
um stick mm. with me we don't need them so i mean maybe yeah. maybe mall yeah. dying wasn't part of the plan but she saw that as an opportunity and she's gonna keep running with it and see how far you can get yeah well and, and, and it's, it's timing too so knowing that it's back and it's there time to think about it don't overplay your hand this saber draws a lot of attention too so you might want to bide your time and say all right it's back let's uh let a few heavyweights you know hit each other and and fall before i i go claim it and do my thing maybe that that would be interesting she might not even be interested in it for the most part she probably doesn't even really care about it that much yeah now that, that that's the thing too i don't i just know that this is the all I know from her is that this is the way mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 if you don't follow it well then you're not a Mandalorian and it's all and she about- doesn't have to be a bad guy either she could just be right. a neutral person with maybe has some bad intentions but isn't trying to go out of their way to do bad things right right so here's some so actually Peter Griffin brought up an interesting point I have heard the idea that so we've mentioned Rook we've talked about Rook a little bit um Barris Offy is is an individual who was, you know, that when they frame up Ahsoka, when Ahsoka leaves and the whole exile situation goes down, uh, it's 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 her, it's Barris who is behind a lot of that. And I think uh, Andrew, she's still alive, right? I'm pretty sure that I've looked up and she's there's big rumor out there as to like what is her arc, what is her story, and how will Dave Filoni use that character later on? What does she go into exile? Does she? I'm trying to figure out why a character like that would want to roll around as a Mandalorian. Is it just good hiding? Like Cameron's saying, just make that roll. Somebody said, Hey, I'm going to really go crazy with this way of Mandalore stuff. And I'm going to go into hiding. No one's going to find me because I'm not taking this helmet off like <laughs> for years. Uh, good way a, for a Jedi to hide. It's a yeah. good theory. I mean, because she was, they, they had a locked up and yeah. all the 66 came. It could have been very easy for them to kill her. Yeah, yeah. So if she got out somehow, and that it's a good theory that it could be, could Thank be hard, especially with Cameron's with his theory with, you yeah. know, hiding behind. I know you guys did say that yesterday, but it's it's still, you know, hiding behind the mask, basically. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, and I'm just thinking, um, gosh, even that, you know, there's there's a rumor about this Tuscan. Uh, this t- this female Tuscan that might still be out there that was kind of training Boba Fett. This is crazy. This is where we get our tinfoil hats on. And we just go nuts, right? People are I've trying had it to all the whole out. time. <laughs> hey, I know you have uh, since the beginning with with the BD droid. You know the buddy uh-huh. droid. Um, so so I've been thinking, is it like, you know, who are these people? Are they are they are they they're wearing masks? Like you could hide among them. I think at one point, I don't know if it's Quinlan Voss or somebody else. There was a Jedi who hid among the Tuscans, and. I not hit it. They actually had, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. There was a Tuscan who was a Jedi, right, Andrew? That was. If, help yeah. me out if, if you remember any of this, like about the. I that I didn't I didn't know any of that until I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah, so make it up. Oh, did I make it? Up? I yeah. well, sometimes I do, and I <laughs> say it enough, people believe it. <laughs> uh, Ashara Het was that's Darth Crate, but let me go. There's another Sherrod Het. Sherrod. Uh, Sherrod, yeah. What's the A? A powerful male human Jedi Knight who lived during the decades relative to... Okay. Yeah. That's what it's saying. It shows a picture of him. Yeah, there's another one, though, that was um, an actual master before him. I think it was his his father. 
that's who you're looking at his father right let me look i have here. no i literally just googled tuscan jedi <laughs> that's what i'm talking about that's what i need to do um but either way it's it's the idea that we have people in the past who you know um jedi or individuals who you know could could wear tuscan garb and not i mean maybe hide among them per, perhaps so uh yeah you're right so he exiled himself to Tatooine after his mm-hmm. world was destroyed or something. Right. It's his son. So I warlord. Just, yeah, I couldn't remember exactly. It was it was um his son who becomes uh, a Darth Crate in, in Legends and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I think it's it's interesting that there's that legend story and there's a connection to the Tuscans and the Jedi, and we have a really good, you know, female fighter here. So I just kind of thought when somebody people bring up what happened to Barris. Like where did, where did Barris go? Um, did she, did she escape? Is she in hiding? And I think, yeah, you, you could throw, throw her name uh, out as somebody who, who we could see in any one of these series. She's probably got some unresolved stuff going down with, uh, you know, Ahsoka. I'm guessing if you want to bring in people that Ahsoka knows and that matter and that are significant to her story and her, ar- her arc, uh, where you bring them up at, I, I don't know. It seems like Ahsoka goes around and has words with people. Um, so, you know, I don't know. That would she, yeah. At what that point, if Barris does and Ahsoka do meet up again, maybe Ahsoka could say, I see what you were talking about. Yeah, she she could, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, who was the other one? There was um with the armor. Oh, I was trying to think because it was Ahsoka's running around. No. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, s- people have brought up like Sabine Wren, uh, but I, 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 I totally, I don't think that's that's the case at all. But, but like Sabine, I feel like is a character we're gonna see here sooner or later somewhere. But I don't think Sabine's hiding out here, you know, as as the armor doing. You know what I mean, Andrew? What you know? I don't, I don't think so because if if it's anywhere near the time line of the end of Rebels in that you know the the final scene. Yeah, then she was still do- doing she, her thing. Yeah, right? she, I, on, I, on Lothal. I mean, somehow, it, maybe it could cross over, but I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I feel like currently, Aaron and I just don't really buy it. Yeah, go ahead, Cameron. I feel like currently, wouldn't in the timeline, they would be doing the Ahsoka show right now because the thing that happens at the end of Rebels is after they meet up with Grogu and Mando, right? Like she's going. Is that how yeah. it is? So wouldn't technically they would in theory be out doing stuff together right now, like yeah, yeah, yeah. regions or whatever. You, you mean Ahsoka and like Sabine? Sabine? Yeah. yeah, I think so too. That's why I was surprised when I saw Ahsoka there. That's after I believe. Now, what what Dave Filoni has corrected about that last epilogue scene is he said I'm not telling I'm not saying exactly when it is. It's just the epilogue. It happens to be right. after Return of the Jedi, uh, or, or right at the end. He's not saying how, if that's years after or, you know, because he went on somewhere on a show and they asked him about that specific question. Like, yeah, is that, is that I exactly? thought I watched that interview. Yeah. And I think he does say, oh, I mean, he, he likes to leave it open because that's what they do just in case he had to move it around or something. So right. I think that'd be interesting to see, you know, like if it is, uh, you know, that they've they've been in touch and they're each kind of doing their own part of a mission. We just caught Ahsoka away from Sabine and we'll see maybe Sabine in um the mandalorian i'm hoping we get another 
big connection to Thrawn and Ezra Bridger and all that stuff. If there's anyone to be in the Mandalorian, it would be another Mandalorian. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, Cameron, do you have anything else there you were thinking of that, that that long, that long shot thing is a deep cut, my friend. I did not expect you (laughs) throw that one out there. Yeah. Um, the last thing I was going to mention was tinfoil hat time again. Um, maybe obviously you never know what they're going to end up doing, but I feel like the whole Mandalore is uninhabitable and it's glassed and there's nothing there might just be a cover up so nobody actually tries to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. I feel like they could totally be doing something where it's like, oh don't go back there. There's nothing there. Uh you totally don't want to go back there. Like look over here. Look over here. Yeah. And in reality you could go there and you could colonize it again or maybe there are already people there doing stuff. Right. Uh right. <laughs> gotta love the tin foil. Yeah. Just wear it all the time. It just becomes part of the uniform. But right. Um, right. So yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm like, I would, I feel like that would be interesting because she's she's kind of telling him to go there, uh, whereas other characters are like, don't go there. So who's to say? I mean, it sounds like we're probably going to go there at some point. So we'll find out. Right. But and, and again, so there, I think you're right. I think they've done something. They've got the Mandalorians out of there. And there's definitely more going on on this planet than than we realized, because the whole thing here, I I know they show us images of this and they show destruction of it. But that doesn't mean, uh, again, that they didn't rebuild or some other group or the Empire came in there, reclaimed it and and not only mined uh, Beskar and stuff like that, but that it became habitable and maybe not Mandalorians or, or it's, or it's just unknown. It's just a, such a scare thing. Well, I mean, it could be a thing too. Like, it looks in photos that like these photos, it looks like they're actually like using nuclear bombs on this place. Like it doesn't look like just explosions. Like it straight up looks like nukes. Yeah. And I don't think we have nuclear bombs in star Wars, but I mean, it could be a thing right sort of related where they're blowing it up so much that there is fallout from these explosions, which is why they have to send in droids. So maybe people did try to go back at one time and they're like, oh, you can't go there. Like so-and-so died from what's down there, blah, blah, blah. Right. So maybe these people got like radiation died. And so they think it's uninhabitable and it's cursed. That's why they're saying it's cursed. When in reality, it's they just got like some sort of sickness from like radiation or some other thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe by now it's gone because like you don't they're only using droids in that photo right there. They're only using droids to go and, right. and finish everybody off. So maybe it is uninhabitable because of that's all the explosions point. and stuff they're setting off but maybe it's I, man, fine now i really like that because because i think yeah once you once the rumor gets out there and people are spreading the word don't go there it's cursed it's all this different stuff then years go by and that that gets passed down to other especially if they uh, don't understand exactly what they mean by cursed like if you don't understand yeah. the science of a ra- of radiation you probably do think it's magically cursed so sure sure yeah you could yeah you could think that there's there's something extra going on um in terms of what the empire dropped on it and and stuff so that would be cool because i definitely you know when the armorer gives him a way to redeem himself i feel like it's going to be din it it almost feels like he's this guy who's going to lead him back to the promised land you know like moses or something yeah (laughs) so i I, because he'll go back there and and be redeemed i don't know if you guys on that uh, live stream we were doing last night where matt was just like they're going to take him down to the waters the sacred waters under, under like, yeah. say, give him a dunk. I was a freaking John the Baptist is going to roll out there and say, come on in. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. So ridiculous. But I, I think Qui- it's a- Qui-Gon just dunking him in. Qui-Gon's in there. 
Uh, I love the I love the meme where it's it's Obi Wan Kenobi, right? It's got the long hair, and they're like our Lord and Savior, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. You know, um, just just so funny. But I don't, know, Andrew, any thoughts on that? Like on Mandalore, is like the state, the current state, I guess, of of Mandalore. Is it going to be decimated? Kind of, you know, that Morgan Elsbeth episode where it looks pretty, you know, bad for that one planet. You know, um, it. I, I guess, I mean, I just have taken it for what they've said. I read something in the comments here Yeah, that somebody said maybe it's where Thrawn is staging his comeback. Oh, okay. Um, that would be kind of cool. That would actually be very interesting. If that, it, if I it mean, was... that's, that sounds like, that sounds interesting too. I, I mean, I always just kind of took it as, you know, it's destroyed and mm-hmm. it's going to be a long time before it's able to get back to anything. Like in the, in I think it was the Ahsoka book where they actually destroyed planets, mm-hmm. and yep. um, there was one planet that they destroyed and they couldn't even go back to it because it was completely, you know, they couldn't even grow anything there. So right, well, in there, so there's a there's a connection for this. So I'm glad Mike brought that up. Like in Thrawn, uh, Lesser Evil, he's taking a character known as the Magus back to her home world where it's been destroyed and she wants to she it is so destroyed cameron this world of hers uh it's called sunrise it's a planet called sunrise they've nicknamed it that it's so destroyed that her people can't go back and inhabit it so they're going to go essentially off themselves and become one with the force and go to the great beyond where they can do more in the spirit realm and heal and or maybe heal their planet or whatever but they believe that and thrawn says Hold on a second. Let's go actually look at your planet and see if it's really gone. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that Mike brings it up is Mandalore where Thrawn is staging like an empire comeback or even just, um, you know, using it as a place that no one that no one shows up at. That that would be a great. It's a great hideout if no one is showing up there and you can do some activities and build up um, uh, some resources. That would be in credit scene of Mandalorian. Or wait, what's coming first? Mandalorian yeah, but, season three or Ahsoka? I don't. I think it's Mandalorian season three. I think right, but so, but we don't hear know. me out. Mandalorian season three in credits. We we we're flying over, um, something something. We're going to Mandalore, mm-hmm. like blah blah blah. We fly over. And we just see like armies and stuff like crawling out oh of like my. all these holes or whatever. And then oh my intro we of uh, Ahsoka. We see her going to Mandalore or something. Just yeah, like te- teasing Mandalore that it's actually still. It's been a. It's now just a war planet, essentially of destruction. Right. Yeah, that that would be that would be radical. I, while I am here, um, so I'm gonna do something because I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this out later and maybe make a make a video about it. But I want to bring up the Thrawn trilogy, Andrew. How much have you read of the of the Thrawn series recently? The new one. Yeah, have you read anything? I haven't read anything. Okay. 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 Um. All right, perfect. Then let me do this real quick here. Let me pull up some images. I'll share a tab with you guys. Because um, I am so stoked about this. Um, there we go. Wow. Hey, there we go. We're all full screen there now. All right. We're yes. all here now. Uh, we're, we're all fine. How, how, how are you, right? <laughs> uh, window here. Let's see. Let's go to Chrome tab. Boom. All right. Let me know if you can see this, guys. That popping up yep. yes all right cool 
So I just got the I got the um just the books here. I wanted just just for reference, I want to bring this up. This is kind of my my pitch here. So Andrew Andrew knows I, li- I like to do this kind of stuff. Like I I like for people to go read when you can the novels. And people are always asking me, as was a good spot to start. What should we do, etc. Um, and I always say the Legends books with Thrawn, really good. I I, I love Timothy Zahn's you know 1991 heir to the empire that's great that's a legend stuff it's not connected to canon but if you want to know more about the character of thrawn definitely go there and it's fantastic but if you're looking for canon material now you kind of have to read the first uh the first thrawn trilogy i guess right where he's he's actually in the empire where the empire finds him andrew have you read some of that the first uh the i i've i haven't read any of the 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 new thrawn none of the new none of the new thrawn at all the okay. only thing I know about is from what I've heard you pretty much Marco. speaking about. Yeah. Speak about, yeah. Okay. So the, the first trilogy has been out for a little bit. The most recent book is this, uh, the black one that you guys see here. So we've got like a gray, a red, and a black. Um, and we've got the most recent one is Lesser Evil. But this is set. I just want to give you guys a time frame on this. This is 19, I think, BBY, or it's, it's, right, uh, it's right before Thrawn joins up this trilogy we're looking at here it's back when he's in the chiss ascendancy okay before he comes over to the empire so without giving away any spoilers all right because this this one definitely did just come out the, the lesser evil book fellas this right here this last book this lesser evil book i i <laughs> guys I, I i read a lot of books i i, I read game of thrones lord of the rings i read a lot of different stuff and I teach English. I've read some of all the classics, all these different things. This, this arc has been fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It had me at one point, at one point, I'll say there's a, there's a point in this, a major battle is going on. And one of the Chiss officers says, it's been an honor, sir. <laughs> like, and you're like, okay. Oh, okay. So, so like, it's, it's, it's real, right? It's, it's real. A character you've been following says it's been an honor and they're about to go. It, it's so just you don't want to know what comes next. <laughs> no, no, it, it is. It's so it is so awesome. What comes? It's so unexpected and it's so fantastic. So like you're reading this trilogy, you know, full well that he comes out of out of the ascendancy, the Chiss ascendancy. And you know that he goes to the Empire. But the setup, the complexity of the Chiss ascendancy, the ruling families, the factions, guys, I'm telling you right now, this is a series that I think people should be reading and and I, I more so am pushing this, like you know, High Republic's awesome, and I know Andrew, we can talk about that later uh, as as another Star Wars topic. But Thrawn Thrawn's name has been dropped by Ahsoka in the Mandalorian series. Uh, Thrawn was in Rebels, and Ezra Bridger and he are out doing something. And I'm gonna say it right now: when I read these three books, and and just even going back to the old heir to the Empire stuff, Thrawn is a good guy. And they make it abundantly clear in in this in this trilogy how awesome of a character he is, and you you will look at him with a whole new lens as to what he is doing in the Empire with Palpatine with Darth Sidious, and it it is it's something I never thought I I don't know man I I didn't think because I was confused the whole like book one book two I'm like all right cool there's connections here there's connections to him meeting Anakin Skywalker there's cool stuff where is this all going there are some deep deep secrets about the force there are some deep secrets about the unknown regions 
uh, these little Skywalkers running around. It is the coolest book series I have read in a long time. This this trilogy right here. So thank you for letting me make that pitch because I am like locked in on Thrawn right now. I just finished it probably like uh, two hours ago before we started this. So that's also why I'm super hyped about Thrawn. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like it's a safe thing to say that just judging by what I've heard about Thrawn, if he's coming yeah. into like the mainstream media of like the TV shows and maybe movies in the future, like he's going to definitely be a new fan favorite um, villain. Right. If you even want to call him that, because he's going to be from what I've heard, like, like you just said, he's so complex of a character that it's like, he's doing, he's doing bad things, but for good reasons. And right. Even to him, maybe he doesn't even think he's doing bad things because the alternative is so much worse. So like everyone loves a complex villain. So I think he's right. a great character. From what it, even though I haven't read the books, but from what I've heard, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and actually, just as a quick, so to get Andrew in here, um, you know, you have read Heir to the Empire, right? And you, we, we've talked about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely that. I've, I, all, all those, that whole series I read, all of his, the older books, those I've all, I've read. Um, one of, the, one of the things about Thrawn that yeah. I think you, you have touched on it before in the past that the the usual the the usual yeah yeah now wait where he was trying to say like trying to prepare the universe or the galaxy for a <laughs> a bigger you know the 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 biggest evil yes and possibly like i know that that's where um Jason Solo started his turn to the dark side, mm -hmm. and where Anakin Solo was was killed, or yes, sir, oh, no, and also where you know Chewbacca, you know, originally yeah. where he was killed with the whole thing. So that uh, maybe somewhere along the lines, that kind of thing is going to come into play. Maybe not specifically, like you say, that specific name, but somewhere into that. Yeah, no, I, I so there, and the reason I brought up the and I wanted you to talk a bit about the the legends in the expanded universe is they've built this whole arc, this whole Mandalorian, Boba Fett, everything that's happening right here. The fact that they're chasing Thrawn, they're going to bring Ezra in. Dave Filoni, John Favreau, these guys who are writing this, they have flat out said we are taking the best of what happened during Thrawn's arc uh, in the old heir to the Empire stuff. We're going to expand it. It's more than three books. It's going to be greater. And he will be here's my great prediction and i say it's great because it's me and i'm allowed to say that it's great right so it <laughs> um i think even if thrawn is killed or defeated or whatever i feel like if ahsoka takes him out or, or who know however it all works out if he's the big bad in the end i really do feel like he's going to be telling ahsoka ezra luke whoever they're coming and like who, who who's that who they they are coming. Be prepared. Because, as you said, Andrew, his whole thing is to prepare us for what is coming. And I, I know people, well, we had the sequels and we had Emperor Palpatine was out doing his. That doesn't matter. That is 30, 25 years later. And we're talking about right now. 15 years after the, I mean, so what, what did they say? It was um, the armor made a really good point in this episode about the empire had been around for what 15 30 what did she say i think she said 30 years something like that yeah and 
and, and Mandalore had been around for thousands, right? Mandalorians had been around much longer and survived and persevered. And so really Palpatine galactic empire, this faction shows up for a small sliver of time uh, where they ruled the galaxy. But really you have these individuals who I think are going to, going to come up and we could see a 10 year war. We could see a, a, something like what they did in legends with the new Jedi order and the well, I don't want to say the alien name that's associated with these books that I have pulled up here, but they're the big surprise. They are the replacement for that Yuzen Vong like uh, villain. And I don't care what people say about it. they didn't like that back in Legends. This is this group of people who came in. They were outside of the force, uh, voided, if you will, and were really interesting to fight against Jedi. And they had a very difficult time uh, against them. As you said, Andrew, our heroes fell and, and those battles were turned to the dark side. It was bad. And I feel like we're going to see Thrawn as that guy who meant he, he, we got to unite. Like you got to get everybody against Thrawn, but no one's seeing what Thrawn is trying to do. And the mistake is that our heroes take him out and he was really preparing us for what's to come. And I just, that's, that's where I think they're, they're going with all of this. And I, I hope we look back at this video years from now and say, Holy smokes. It's better than as even imagine uh, hit the nail on the head how did he get it all uh, correct well hopefully they've got a few more things penciled out there some specifics because i'm just throwing out uh, well, who's who's to say by the end of the ahsoka series that ahsoka and thrawn aren't united yeah and that's another thing too they could be and i and i that's why i say thrawn is is, is a good guy um and i think it's important for people to read this series because it is it is so awesome you know where we leave him we love Ezra Bridger, Kanan, uh, all these things are happening, but he makes it very clear in this uh, trilogy what he's trying to do and what his goals and motivations are and who he's protecting. And it's fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. He is, I'll give you one, I'll give you one little thing, just one more little hook. There's an ancient, ancient ceremony. And I love a good old, like ancient ceremony where stuff is done there. There's there. He does something, and his name, I can't even say his name. Thrawn's real name is like Mithron Yorodu or like Yorodu or something like that. Thrawn's his nickname. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's got all these different you know, uh, uh, syllables and stuff to it. But he gets a special syllable that labels him the Guardian. So Thrawn is known as the Guardian. And it is, you don't call a character the Guardian unless he's trying to do something on a level that we don't understand. So to me, Thrawn and this this final book that dropped, I see people on Twitter. If you type in Lesser Evil or Thrawn and you look at people talking about this, it's huge. And it's it's kind of a big deal. And I, I, my next thing, Andrew, is get into the High Republic. I'm, I'm, I'm diving there. But it's just like, wow, so many cool things happening in, in terms of Star Wars literature, um, which is which is great. So. So now do you. Do you do we do I need to read the original not the original the, the first the tr trilogy first that they released um or is it not necessary to read it hmm i would say actually that's a really good question there's like one part where there's a bit of a crossover where like when the in the first trilogy like it starts at like more closer to our present time and then this trilogy the ascendancy trilogy is before it well, there is one point in the original trilogy, this is super complex, where he has a memory. Thrawn has a, a memory about something that happens in this new series. 
you know, back in the day, back when he was in the Chiss ascendancy. So that memory matters. And so when you're reading this, you're gonna, it's going to be a little bit weird. Like, oh, huh, he's thinking he met someone from the uh, Galactic Republic or for, for, uh, so, yeah, from, the, from the Republic. Um, but he is, is a part of the Empire later on. He meets Anakin Skywalker. I think the answer to that is yes. I think you can. I think you can read the Thrawn Ascendancy series. And I say that because I want, I want folks to actually just go there and start it. Because uh, I know six, bu- six, six books is a lot, right? To, to say, you're going to read the first trilogy then read um, the next one. But after I finished Lesser Evil, there's something that happens in this final book that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm hightailing it back to the third book of the first trilogy to figure out, now I understand stuff in this book that matters in that book. And so I don't think it would hurt you at all to read this first because you'll go into that with all of this back knowledge. So kind of like either way, it's, it's that old question, like, do you start with episode four or do you start with episode one? Right. Yeah, you're going to get the same sort of information. And so it'll be okay. Uh, And we kind of already know uh, a bit about what happens to Thrawn rising through the ranks and and stuff. The the big character, and you've heard me talk about this guy, Andrew, uh, is is that Eli Vanto character who is like his little buddy that he trains and sends back to his people. So he doesn't show up at all in the in the in that and the first sort of prequel books. And it doesn't really matter yet i think it will matter in the ahsoka series or or down the line but um god i could just i could after reading these books fellas i could start a freaking thrawn only podcast i'm telling you i it was it was that mind-blowing the the political maneuvering and it gets pretty complex so uh if you read that let me know anyone out there and i'd be down to talk with you guys more about it uh i'm going to kind of table it for now and then i'm going to dive into the high republic uh because you finished that right andrew have you finished all the high republic I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, pitch for anybody here. Is, is it worth reading the, the main? Well, I, what I did, I didn't look at any, I didn't read any of the comics. I read the, okay. The youth youth novels. Yeah. And the main novels. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember how many books there were, but I think they released them in threes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. However it was. Yeah. Um, it starts off a little slow, but as you get the characters and you start to put everything together, by the end, you're, the, the storyline is leading up. From what I understand, the storyline that is going to happen in phase three okay. is going to lead into the Acolyte series. Oh, really? And then the Acolyte series and the ending of the of the um, of the phase three is supposed to run right into the Phantom Menace. Oh, okay, okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because we're we're clear back in phase one, are we not? Still like the Light of the Jedi. Well, phase one, yeah, Light of the Jedi was the first one, but they actually just finished the first phase. Okay. And the second phase, I believe, the first book will come out in October. Oh, and okay. that's supposed to take place, I believe it was 150 years prior to this. Dude. So it's going further back. Oh, so it's basically good. 400 years before The Phantom Menace. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. I, I, I did like um, the first book, Light of the Jedi. I, I did enjoy it. And I read a couple of the, I read into... Uh, into the dark i definitely read that and a test of uh, of courage 
And then after that, I kind of stalled out. And so that's where I'll pick it back up and, and get into it. Cause I've heard really good things. And uh, here's the new one, right? The fallen star, I think is, is the yeah, new one. That's um, most recent. Claudia Gray. Most. Yeah. Claudia Gray. Yep. The, yeah, yeah. That's the one. last one. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Like there's one here. I didn't read the race to crash, uh, crash point tower. Yeah, that, that was a good one. It gave a different perspective. It kind of ties into one of the other uh, main novels. Okay. Like a little bit of a different perspective. And there is an actual crossover where you're looking at it from that point of view, where okay. in the other book, you were looking at it from a different point of view. Gotcha. I just love that they're doing, they've got a lot of good concept art and they're, they're giving you, uh, these artists are working with the authors and they're talking about stuff and they're kind of uh, piecing together this story. Like here are the big events and then you guys tell a story instead of a greater story and they're they're all kind of working together on this. And I think it's um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, Cameron, I'm sorry, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Um, they don't actually say that there's a Sith, but in yeah. reading it. There's some, there is definitely a connection to Sith and okay. the, I, I don't want to give it away if people haven't read it really. Um, but there, there's, there is one particular character who I think could be, could be. the start of uh-huh. the fall of what takes place in the prequels. Okay. Okay. So hear me out. I this is where I want to bring you back and talk about it because I read the first one. I did like at the end of Light of the Jedi, Marcion Rowe is holding something. He's got uh forget what um one of the Jedi there. And I need to go back and kind of refresh my memory on that book, but it's something menacing with him and hyperspace travel and lanes and connections to what could defeat the Jedi, what could what could scare them. So to me, I felt like there's got to be a connection. They kept saying this is not really necessarily Sith related. Right. But it feels like it is. And yeah. I don't care how much they say it. I'm like, I'm seeing Sith. I, guys, I walk out my front door and I see Sith in the freaking bushes over here. Like, I, I, I'm all on the lookout all the time. So, yeah, that's that's fun. I'll have to get back into that and bring Andrew back on and and uh, and, and talk to him about this. I know Matt's read the first three, too. And so uh, there's just so much. Star Wars just pushes stuff out there. And. And uh, God, I, I, I need to just keep up on all that. I'm really glad I caught up on the Thrawn trilogy. And I definitely, this is next on my, on my list to catch up on this and chat to you guys about it. So uh, Cameron, have you, have you read it? Have you dived in any, any, any Star Wars comics or any, are you just more of a TV show movie guy? Definitely more of a TV show movie guy. I mean, that's just how I've been my whole life. Like reading right. isn't exactly a thing I enjoy. So yeah, <laughs> even books I enjoy, like I've like the Lord of the, Lord of the Rings trilogy Rings. behind me here. Right. I've started, but you know, but right. Yeah. Reading isn't exactly my thing. These are really tempting. If I was yeah. going to do it, I would probably do audiobooks and oh, listen to them oh. on my commute and stuff. Audio, but audio books are great. I mean, that's yeah. how I get through majority of the reading. There's very yeah. little uh, driving in the car too. You're in the car. I'm in the car for over yep. two hours a day. So guys, you, <laughs> I, I think this you guys could think this is kind of crazy and anybody out here that are listening to the podcast right now always it's it was like negative you know three degrees in the morning here okay it was it was everyone we were all out there scraping our freaking uh windshields off right mm-hmm. trying to get ready for the work day rolling out there just know that Olez has got his headphones in and i am listening i'm out there scraping that bad boy uh i, I got a hot coffee this morning 
in the car. I'm frozen, listening to Thrawn out there just winning battle after battle, doing his thing. And I know you guys are out there doing it too. And so, yeah, Cameron, if you ever get a chance, man, God, it is so like if I, and I, might, I might even do this for you, okay? Because you've helped me out on some projects and stuff. I might gift you some Audible credits because I got a crap ton of them because right. I, I, I've had an Audible subscription for, for so long and I just keep buying Star Wars books and, you know, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. And you would... I think it, I think once you start listening, especially because I would highly recommend like in the Thrawn stuff and anything Star Wars related. I mean, Andrew, you know this: all the laser blaster, the music. It's an audio they, drama. It's not they, really yeah. just somebody reading it at all. And they did the same thing in um in in this the High Republic series. They oh, start they? they started like the last couple of well the last book specifically, and I think maybe the one prior to it. They had more than one. Um, cast member more than one narrator oh that's cool doing the voices and it is it's got the you know the music it's got music it's got like you're saying it's got the sound effects right so cool. it's it's almost you know you, you we all use our mind so yeah you should... yeah, yeah just to kind of it help it helps you kind of envision it and stuff and because yeah. well, really what's happening sometimes you get and, and i know this being a teacher like you just start droning on and i have i have a force ability I can put a whole class to sleep like that. Okay. If I want to, I can just yeah. drone and they're gone. All right. Now, why would I want to do that? Shame on me, you know, but sometimes it <laughs> happens. Okay. It's high school. They're tired at seven, seven twenty in the morning. Um, uh-huh. But I think with the audio dramas and stuff, what they're doing now with the voices and all that kind of stuff, geez, dude, it doesn't even feel like you're, you're I wouldn't even call it. People have actually criticized, like you don't read all those books. I, you're right. I listen to them. You're, you're darn right. I listen to them because they're, Break the stigma. You can listen to books. Who cares? Exactly. Wrong with it. Why would you the commute? I mean, same as a podcast. You're just listening, you know, on the way in. So there's not there's nothing like reading a book, but if you can listen to it and you could do it while you're doing something you don't want to do. Heck yeah. Then you do it. And I'd do it at the gym if I could. I mean, like I listen to I listen to you guys at the gym. Like if I have a podcast to listen to, I'll throw it on while I'm at the gym. Well, sometimes just walking on that treadmill or walking uphill or doing something or running, doing a little jog. Yeah, it is good to to kind of uh, listen there. Man, this is how bad I, I, I literally come in. I used to like get a plate of food, you know, my nachos, get the whole sit down, pull up something on Disney Plus, watch uh-huh. Return of the Jedi. Guys, I just turn on the freaking audiobook and sit here. You wouldn't believe it. I'm just sitting here just listening to the audiobook because I can. It's almost as good as 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 like a movie, man. You can just the way it's described. I'm like, I don't know. It's awesome. See it in my mind. But yeah. Um, all right. Hey, let's go around. the Let's let's talk just real quick. Just uh, final kind of thoughts. I'm going to pull some images back up here. Uh, get these guys thoughts just in general. Anything else on your list there, Cameron, that we didn't cover? Uh, we got I, mean, I think that was I think that was it. Yeah. OK, let's just roll through. Just get your final thoughts on this episode. Um, so, Andrew, let's start with you, man. What uh, just how you feel? I guess let's do this instead. Um predictions you got any big sort of predictions or just where do you think it's going to go uh in the next two episodes because we've got these two do you think it's the runtime's gonna be longer uh anything like that special appearances what are you thinking um put you on I the spot i, I don't know spot. i mean i don't think there's gonna uh, they're saying there's gonna be a big war yeah i don't know if there's gonna be a big war yeah oh you mean I don't, spikes? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how big of a war it could be. Right. 
Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe it's just bringing guys in and getting guys on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But I, well, the prediction stuff and like that, sometimes like things will pop in my head or, but so I, sometimes I like to just watch it yeah. and think about what could happen, but watching the whole thing and, and just, just not even trying to put myself in a position where I'm going to set myself up to thinking about one thing and then yep. that doesn't happen. But I, I like to just, I, I like to think about what could happen, but I like to just sit and enjoy it. Yeah. That's a good balance, man, because so many people, and I, I watch other content creators and people on Reddit, they, they build up in their minds so much what's, what should happen. And I never want to like get, get down. Like, look, they're not paying me money for, you know, to, to go do the, Ez would be walking Mara Jade onto the screen and stuff right now. I mean, I'd be going crazy, you know, uh, which people are like, Oh, let's go. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, but like, I feel 100%. Like, right. You know, you, but you gotta be careful about, um, so anytime I do these predictions, you actually will notice the difference between Matt and I, Matt likes to try to give me a hard as yes or no. You know, do, do you think we're going to see him? It's like, dude, I ain't say I ain't saying that I'm saying like, I like to throw out 10 different ideas that I think would be good. And even if they don't hit one of those, I'm still not thinking like, oh, they had to be one of my 10 ideas. You know, that's, that's where people think, I think they miss and they, they don't, they can't enjoy the speculation or the predictions or just have a thought. They're like, ah, oh, that'd be kind of cool if they did that. Um, and then, and they just let it go. And it's, I don't know. That's so I appreciate that about you, Andrew. That's yeah, actually, I, I like to, I, I do. I like to listen to what people yeah. think what could happen. Like right. that's part of the reasoning I like, like the podcast because right. there's so many people's views and so many people have great ideas and thinking about stuff. And it's just like, you'd think about that. And then it's like, well, that's a great idea. Maybe if this was tweaked a little, or that was tweaked a little bit. And it's right. just, that's why I like this podcast There's other podcasts that I, that I listen to. It's, you know, similar types of things, but yeah, like the star Wars, the, the people that, you know, majority of the people it's just like I, I like to listen to what everybody thinks could happen things could happen yeah and then just sit back and enjoy what does happen that's it right and that's what you're kind of saying too which is we, we're just here we're consumers we want to consume it and i want to be entertained i want to be shocked i want them to do something i didn't expect quirky stuff like this freaking space station was was awesome this whole episode not seeing boba fett i know that that some people are like well you know i i get it i know why they're upset but at the same time like uh, pretty pretty daggone cool episode so um cameron what do you think you got any any thoughts just moving forward as we wrap up this uh um episode? you know i think i could totally see them not doing like i don't know like when they're talking about like big war i feel like it that might be overstating it like you said um yeah just like it well, compared to what we've seen on screen before i don't think it's going to be anything crazy maybe but then again like who knows I, I don't really I would just love to see it. I don't really have an opinion on on that. I'm just I'm like on the ride for that kind of thing, just seeing what's going down. Right. Um I definitely fall into the trap of like hyping things up in my mind and being like, if they're gonna do this, they gotta do this. If but and then this character is gonna come in. Like like I've been doing this whole time, but um, right. you know, you fall into the trap of like you you start to believe yourself instead of thinking as if yeah. um 
thinking as if like, oh, who knows what's going to happen? This would be fun if it happened. And then you start to think like, oh, this is going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, you you're like, man, okay, well, maybe that episode wasn't that good. Or maybe this season of this wasn't good. That's what I did with Game of Thrones. Like I was all over theory videos of Game of Thrones, like crazy into that at the time. And then, you know, when the ending didn't end the way basically anyone thought it would uh everyone was really mad so i mean like you kind of build it up in your head that it has to be the way that you want it to be but they're never gonna they're never gonna do it exactly the way you want it to happen but right um yeah yeah i'm I'm with you so you don't think so you're not just just a fall one that i actually like what andrew said i'm just just here the whole this big battle could be be pushed back or could not be as as significant as we think or right something else you're like we're all geared up for a big battle with the pikes but i'd be happy surprised if something else took place that the family had to get together and get behind so you know that's that that is you guys are both right in that um i've thankfully have been pretty i always try to see the positive in all these different you know shows and things that i read and watch and whatever um and it, it's just like yeah you got to be careful pinning something down and saying because we've talked so much about han solo showing up now mm-hmm. that if he does it if he doesn't <laughs> Yeah, people are gonna be like, "What the heck? Are you are it's you kidding suck. me?" And it's like, hold yeah. on a second. There's some guy out there who who like started some rumor thing, and he's got thousands of people following him now because he he said it's going to happen. I'm feeling it, and then people want it to happen, which is cool. Uh, but we also want the likes of Mara Jade showing up. So, you know. I will say though, the like the Mandalorian and this and Book of Boba Fett have done a really good job. Um, keeping someone like me in check but like also about our expectations but then also if they aren't going to meet them they change it with something else that's just as hype and awesome so even if like han solo doesn't show up or something they're going i I already have a feeling they're going to do something equally as exciting that i didn't even know i wanted it's like getting the birthday present you didn't know you wanted from a friend or something and it's like wow i didn't even know i needed that but this is awesome and i love this just as much yeah, that's but solid. in a different way. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's solid. It's it's good stuff. So, um, all right, guys. Well, hey, thanks. It's been uh, you know we got a good hour and and uh, almost forty minutes in there. So this was awesome. We'll try to do another one of these because I think these next couple episodes, if you guys are down anytime, I send the link out to our our council members and you guys can just pop on and, and chat. This was great, Andrew, hearing from you. And I I will be bringing you back on for some literature talk, my friend, because I want to talk about the the High Republic once I once I get to it. I gotta. I got to dig into that and we'll come back with some more Thrawn discussion too. So uh, Cameron, thanks again, man. As I said at the top of the show, guys, go check out that CameronInHanson.com. Some good cinematography stuff going on over there. And who knows? Maybe we will film that uh, that thing we <laughs> talked about beforehand. Little, That'd be fun. A little, little cliffhanger, if, if you will. I could, If you will. Maybe I could start ending episodes with the with a little you know Luke Skywalker Ray you know situation. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right, friends. Uh, hey, thanks so much. Uh, please like, please subscribe. Remember, Matt will be back. Um, we'll be back next week. We actually uh, this weekend. I think I'm gonna do some transmissions. Got a ton of transmissions coming in, uh, all over the place. Books, sequels, uh, uh the the book of Boba Fett, so on. So we will cover all those things. But um, yeah. So again, thanks. Uh, and as always, remember that this is the way.
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.